Welcome to the Ambassadors for Christ Outreach Ministries podcast. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. It is indeed a pleasure to be here one more time to worship with you on this afternoon. Amen. Amen. As we do every week, turn to your neighbor, somebody next to you and tell them I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. In the month of March, we've been talking about, or we'll be talking about, uh, the importance, the power, the purpose of praise and worship. Yes, sir. And uh, on this afternoon, we want to turn to a very familiar passage of scripture. As we all rest to our feet and hold this house. Yes. Looking at Second Chronicles chapter 20. Amen. Verse 16, Chronicles chapter 20. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, the Bible says. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. I'm going to talk about for a brief moment on this afternoon. Pray. A weapon of mass destruction. Praise. A weapon of mass destruction. In the early 2000s, the Bush administration launches or launched a campaign claiming that at the time uh, Saddam Hussein had been hiding stockpiles of WMDs. What are WMDs? WMD stands for Weapons of Mass Destruction. A weapon of mass destruction is one that has the power to destroy people, places, and things in a widespread manner. One use of such powerful weapon could cause catastrophic destruction to a large target, whatever it is. It was said that Saddam possessed a large quantity of such weapons and the U.S. felt need to act in a right now moment. And on top of that, President Bush at the time blamed Saddam for the attacks on 9-11, which left hundreds of Americans broken, battered, bereaved, and in some cases dead. As a result, the Iraq War began on March 20th of 2003 and lasted a whole eight years until December of 2011. During this war, over 4,000 U.S. troops died and hundreds of thousands were injured. The premise of this unnecessary war, because if you do your history, you'll find out that they never found these weapons of mass destruction, uh, was to prevent the enemy from using such powerful weapons at all costs. Now, over history, over the U.S. history, world history, and all the books, there have been many instances where leaders of different uh, 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 continents, if you will, or governments, have come together 
regarding the use of WMDs, and it is reported that actually the United States is near the top of the list of countries that possess such powerful weapons, uh -huh. which makes us a powerful force against enemy countries and governments. One push of a single button could wipe an entire country right off the map. Yes. On this afternoon, we will discover in the spiritual realm that today that praise can be used as a spiritual WMD. We will also discover that the enemy will do everything possible to stop us from activating the weapons of mass destruction. On last week, we briefly talked about the importance of hooking up with praise or Judah in the scripture and the five things that are produced as a result. If you missed it, I dare you to check it out on podcast when you get a chance. Now let's look at the scripture. There is so much happening in the text that it is important that we go scripture by scripture to see or, or to paint this panoramic picture of the power of praise. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we meet a king of Judah named Jehoshaphat. As a side note, we learned last week that Judah meant what? Praise. So he was the king of Judah, or the king of praise, which in and of itself is a prelude to what is about to come. Anyway, the chapter opens up with us uh, as Jehoshaphat encounters a problem. Verse 1 and verse 2 says, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. All right. Then there came some to tell or told Jehoshaphat saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. Yes. And behold, they be in Hazazan. Tamar, which is in Gedi. Right. The king gets word that three enemy armies have banded together, have come together uh, to come against him, and they are great in number. Yes. Yeah. The Bible does not give us a reason of why they were coming uh, to war against the king of Judah, but the reality is these men and women uh, of the armies were on their way. Oftentimes in life, uh, life will bring us problems and issues that are too big for us to handle by ourselves. If there's one thing I do know, the devil is always campaigning for the destruction of God's people. Yeah. His only purpose is to destroy our witness and faith in God. Yeah. But Jehoshaphat's response that we're about to realize was unorthodox at best. At the sound of attack, most kings and rulers throughout history will begin to ready the armies and position troops all across the walls and for, to protect the land and the citizens within. Yes. Not King Jehoshaphat. All right. Verse 3 and verse 4, put it on the screen, shows us that the king of Judah's immediate response sets the foundation for future victory. Yeah. The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared, he was afraid, and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all 
they came to seek the Lord. The king says in himself, I know that I cannot do this. I know that I can't win by myself. So I need to go talk to God and tell him all about my trouble. How many of us on this afternoon uh, uh, react to fear by seeking God first? When faced with the unforeseen circumstances of life, what is your response? We spend too much time, way too much time, discussing our issues with people who have no power to change the trajectory of our situation. We've got to take a page out of King Jehoshaphat's handbook. Stop talking to your friends about your marriage when you should be talking to God. Stop talking about your wayward children to your co-workers and take a time and talk to God. Stop leaning on the misguided consultations of deceitful loved ones and start leaning on God, the creator of all things. The king did not consult his generals like normal practices would be. Neither did he call the councilmen into the throne room for advice. Instead, the scripture explains that he got down on his knees, lifted up his hands, and sought the aid of the master. And the Bible explains that all of the land and everyone in it followed their leader and bowed down their heads in fasting and praying to God for help. Verse 5 says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation, and I want you to hear this, and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. This is a message to every pastor, prophet, bishop, apostle, archbishop, and any other title that we will give ourselves in the church as leaders that might be watching us through social media. We are living in a time where God is going to require that the leaders lead their people into praise and worship. The enemy that shows himself against the church in this world today will only be defeated when the leaders of the church lead people into worship. It's time out for us we as leaders entering the sanctuary right before it's time for us to get up and preach. It's time out for us processioning down the aisle with an entourage and pomp and circumstance while the spirit is moving amongst the people. It's time out for us as leaders allowing others to lead worship then we expect atmosphere to shift when we walk in. God is calling for the leaders of the church body to get like King Jehoshaphat. There is an attack coming on the church in this day and the faith of the church will lie in the hands and the worship of the leaders of the church. And we wonder why people come to church late. It's because we show up every Sunday late. Yeah. We wonder why people are not committed to pass. 
on behalf of his people. Let Jehoshaphat begin to examine his past. This is a very important point when you're faced with the tumultuous uh, storms that may raise up in your life. You look at verse 5 through 7, it says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, Possession. 
people. Jehoshaphat understood that God is never going to allow the devil, hear me out, he's never going to allow the devil to take possession or to take captive the promises that he has established for his people. This is why it is important to know scripture for yourself. This is why it is important to commit it to memory because there are going to come some times in your life when you are in desperate need of a God intervention and the only thing that you're going to be able to hold on to are the promises that are given to us by and through the word of God. God, you promised in your word that you would fight for me if I only be still. God, you promised in your word that you give it power to the faith and to them that have no might. You would increase our strength. God, you promised in your word that no weapon formed against me would ever prosper. God, you promised me in your word that if I waited on you, that you would let me mount up on wings like an eagle run and not be Yeah. 
sentence, it simply negates or excludes everything that was stated prior. So Jehoshaphat is saying, God, we don't have the manpower, nor do we have the resources to defeat this great army, but our eyes are focused on you. When faced with adversities, the king still understood the importance of staying focused on God rather than being focused on his problems.
people yeah. and appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. He didn't tell his people to go out and praise God and ask that God to protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. He didn't tell the people to go out and praise and ask God to heal the land. He didn't tell people to go out to go out and praise God for his uh, angels to show up and fight on their behalf. No, he said, go out and praise God for the beauty of holiness. And as they went out, the scripture says, before the army, and they are to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. King Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came to grips with the fact that if we attempt to fight the enemy army, we are bound
were come against Judah and they were smitten. How did it happen? Look at verse 23. The Bible says, for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, www.afcoutreach.com 